Okay, Robert's here. Is he responding or reading? You're, you're muted. I can't hear you. I can't hear. I think he was going to do both. Let's check with him. Robert, what are, what are you prepared for tonight, Robert? You're muted, Robert. Reading and responding. Okay. Do you want to, you good with all that? Okay. We're good. And it's 430. Evening prayer starts on page 22. If ye then be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ sitteth on the right hand of God. Let us humbly confess our sins unto Almighty God. Almighty and most merciful Father, we have erred and strayed from thy ways like lost sheep. We have followed too much the devices and desires of our own hearts. We have offended against thy holy laws. We have left undone those things which we ought to have done, and we have done those things which we ought not to have done, and there is no help in us. But thou, O Lord, have mercy upon us, miserable offenders. Spare thou those, O God, who confess their faults. Restore thou those who are penitent, according to thy promises declared unto mankind in Christ Jesus our Lord. And grant, O most merciful Father, for his sake, that we may hereafter live a godly, righteous, and sober life, to the glory of thy holy name. Amen. Grant, we beseech thee, merciful Lord, to thy faithful people, pardon and peace, that they may be cleansed from all their sins, and serve thee with a quiet mind through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. O Lord, open thou our lips, and our mouth shall show forth thy praise. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Our psalm is Psalm 18 on page 359, and we're doing the first 20 verses. I will love thee, O Lord, my strength. The Lord is my stony rock and my defense. My Savior, my God, and my might, in whom I will trust, my buckler, the horn also of my salvation, and my refuge. I will call upon the Lord, which is worthy to be praised. So shall I be safe from mine enemies. The sorrows of death compassed me, and the overflowings of ungodliness made me afraid. The pains of hell came about me. The snares of death overtook me. In my trouble I called upon the Lord, and complained unto my God. So he heard my voice out of his holy temple, and my complaint came before him. It entered even unto his ears. The earth trembled and quaked. The very foundations also of the hills shook, and were removed, because he was wroth. There went a smoke out in his presence, and a consuming fire out of his mouth, 
so that the coals were kindled at it. He bowed the heavens also and came down, and it was dark under his feet. He rode upon the cherubim and did fly. He came flying upon the wings of the wind. He made darkness his secret place, his pavilion round about him with dark water, and thick clouds to cover him. At the brightness of his presence his clouds removed, hailstones and coals of fire. The Lord also thundered out of heaven, and the highest gave his thunder, hailstones and coals of fire. He sent out his arrows and scattered them, he cast forth lightnings and destroyed them. The springs of water were seen, and the foundations of the round world were discovered. At thy chiding, O Lord, at the blasting of thy breath of thy displeasure. He sent down from on high to fetch me, and took me out of many waters. He delivered me from my strongest enemy, and from them which hate me. For they were too mighty for me. They came upon me in the day of my trouble, but the Lord was my upholder. He brought me forth also into a place of liberty. He brought me forth even because he had a favor unto me. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the tenth verse of the thirty-first chapter of the book of Jeremiah. Hear the word of the Lord, O nations, and declare it in the isles afar off, and say, He who scattered Israel will gather him, and keep him as a shepherd does his flock. For the Lord has redeemed Jacob, and re ransomed him from the hand of one stronger than he. Therefore they shall come and sing in the height of Zion, streaming to the goodness of the Lord. For wheat and new wine and oil, for the young of the flock and the herd, their souls shall be like a well-watered garden, and they shall sorrow no more at all. Then shall the virgin rejoice in the dance, and the young men and the old together. For I will turn their mourning to joy, will comfort them, and make them rejoice rather than sorrow. I will satiate the soul of the priests with abundance, and my people shall be satisfied with my goodness, says the Lord. Here endeth the first lesson. My soul doth magnify the Lord, and my spirit hath rejoiced in God my Savior. For he hath regarded the lowliness of his handmaid. For behold, from henceforth all generations shall call me blessed. For he that is mighty hath magnified me, and holy is his name. And his mercy is on them that fear him throughout all generations. He has showed strength with his arm. He has scattered the proud in the imagination of their hearts. He hath put down the mighty from their seat, and hath exalted the humble and meek. He hath filled the hungry with good things, and the rich he hath sent empty away. He, remembering his mercy, hath hope in his servant Israel, as he promised to our forefathers, Abraham and his seed forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the fifteenth verse of the twenty-first chapter of the Gospel according to St. John. So when Peter, so when they had eaten breakfast, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of Jonah, 
Do you love me more than these? He said to him, Yes, Lord, you know that I love you. He said to him, Feed my lambs. He said to him again a second time, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me? He said to him, Yes, Lord, you know that I love you. He said to him, Tend my sheep. He said to him the third time, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me? Peter was grieved because he had said to him the third time, Do you love me? And he said to him, Lord, you know all things. You know that I love you. Jesus said to him, Feed my sheep. Most assuredly, I say to you, when you were younger, you girded yourself and walked where you wished. But when you were old, you will stretch out your hands, and another will gird you and carry you where you do not wish. This he spoke, signifying by what death he would glorify God. And when he had spoken this, he said to him, Follow me. Then Peter, turning around, saw the disciple whom Jesus loved following, who also had leaned on his breast at the supper, and said, Lord, who is the one who betrays you? Peter, seeing him, said to Jesus, But Lord, what about this man? Jesus said to him, If I will that he remain till I come, what is that to you? You follow me. Then this saying went out among the brethren that this disciple would not die. Yet Jesus did not say to him that he would not die, but, If I will that he remain till I come, what is that to you? This is the disciple who testifies of these things, and wrote these things, and we know that his testimony is true. And there are also many other things that Jesus did, which if they were written one by one, I suppose that even the world itself could not contain the books that would be written. Amen. Here endeth the second lesson. You're muted, Deacon Bob, you're muted. Deacon Bob, we cannot hear you. It's better if I unmute it. Lord, now let us thou thy servant depart in peace according to thy word. For mine eyes have seen thy salvation, which thou hast prepared before the face of all people, to be a light to lighten the Gentiles, and to be the glory of thy people Israel. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us. And grant us thy salvation. O Lord, save the state. And mercifully hear us when we call upon thee. 
Endue thy ministers with righteousness. And make thy chosen people joyful. O Lord, save thy people. And bless thine inheritance. Give peace in our time, O Lord. For it is thou, Lord, only that makest us dwell in safety. O God, may clean our hearts within us. And take not thy Holy Spirit from us. Almighty God, who through thine only begotten Son, Jesus Christ, has overcome death and opened unto us the gate of everlasting life, we humbly beseech thee that, as by thy special grace preventing us, thou dost put into our minds good desires, so by thy continual help we may bring the same to good effect, through the same Jesus Christ our Lord, who liveth and reigneth with thee in the Holy Ghost, ever one God, world without end. Amen. O God, from whom all holy desires, all good counsels, and all just works do proceed, give unto thy servants that peace which the world cannot give, that our hearts may be set to obey thy commandments, and also that by thee, we, being defended from the fear of our enemies, may pass our time in rest and quietness through the merits of Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. Lighten our darkness, we beseech thee, O Lord, and by thy great mercy defend us from all perils and dangers of this night, for the love of thy only Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Good evening. It's uh, Saturday evening, the end of um, the first week, of, or the week of Easter, and uh, so we'll have Sunday after, second, first Sunday after Easter tomorrow. But here we are at the end of this week, and if you remember a week ago, we were just ending Lent, and that seemed like a long haul because uh, uh, the way we were trying to draw closer to God by giving some things up. And it was a challenge, and we got closer to God. And my hope this week is that you've been able to maintain that closeness even as we come out of our fast. So I want to make a couple of things. I want to focus on the New Testament. just want to say some, one thing about Psalm 18. and verse 12, you see the words, uh, hailstones and coals of fire. And uh, this is part of the psalmist who we think is David on this one, continuing an imagery about the power of God and expressed in rescuing David. And so the coals of fire breaking through the clouds might be a depiction of like bolts of lightning or even a meteorite shower. So hail is really rare in that area of the word, but the Bible mentions hail occurring in connection with God's judgment as in Egypt. And I think we um, we know of hailstones and coals of fire when we've read the um, story of Sodom and Gomorrah. So the thing that comes up, the big I think the theme of this passage of Jeremiah is that um, the Lord who scattered his people will bring them back and and provide them a shepherd for their flock. And in verse 11, it says, uh, For the Lord has redeemed Jacob and ransomed him from the hand of the one stronger than he. So in other words, the people that cap captured uh, Israel and Judah were stronger than them, but the Lord brought them back as he is stronger than them. And then the final verse of the passage could also apply to St. Peter. And I wanted to use that verse as we kind of uh, move into um, the the story of Jesus and um, St. Peter. And the final verse is, um, okay, where did I get it? Great, and ransomed him from the hand. Maybe that was the one I wanted. Okay, anyway, the Lord was bringing him back. We'll leave it at that, and I'll move on to, to St. Peter. Um, we find before the Lord's ascensions that Peter is still Peter. And in verse 2 of this chapter we read previously, or we could have read previously, it, hap it happened this way. Simon Peter Thomas, called Didymus, Nathaniel from Cana in Galilee, and the sons of Zebedee and two other disciples were together. Peter said, I'm going out to fish. 
And they said, we'll all go with you. So they went out and got into the boat, but that night they caught nothing. And of course, when they came back, they saw the Lord on the shore and he was uh, preparing fish for them. And, and they had their, their breakfast together. And it leads to one of the tenderest moments in the Bible. And uh, it's, it's a moment when Jesus restores Peter. He asks him if he loves, Jesus asked Peter, do you love me three different times? And says, tend and feed my sheep. sheep. And um, it mirrors, mirrors the three denials of, of Jesus by Peter. And I, I believe personally, that's probably why he asked him three times. Uh, three was also a number when somebody said something three times, it was, it, it uh, emphasized the importance of the message. And so Jesus also asked Peter, do you love me more than these? And uh, the commentators I read, I, I hadn't thought of it this way, but they, he said that the, the commentators um, said that the, these that they say, do you love me more than these, may refer to the fish that Jesus cooked because Peter had gone back to fishing, and that's what he did before. But Jesus, in spite of all Peter's uh, denials and, and the fact that he's Peter, is recalling him to his uh, mission, which is to be a fisher of men. And the word feed conveys the idea of being de devoted to the Lord's service as like an under-shepherd or like, the, you know, Jesus is the shepherd, but he's the assistant shepherd who cares for his flock when the shepherd's not there. And that kind of points to the idea that there's a cost to our discipleship. So Jesus tenderly after that tells Peter that there will come a time when he will be treated like Jesus was treated. And as the gospel writer wrote, signifying the manner of his death. And this is when Peter becomes Peter in one of the great deflections of all time. It was about Peter, and I'm guessing Peter was uncomfortable. And he sees St. John, and he says, well, what about him? And so this brings to point, I think, one of the, maybe the underlying theme of, of this passage, besides the importance of following Jesus, is also we should focus on our own story. One of my favorite passages in the uh, Chronicles of Narnia is in the second book, The Horse and His Boy. And uh, Shasta, who's coming back, is a little bit like Peter and, and Aslan, who is, of course, Jesus in, in C.S. Lewis's uh, series, uh, is telling Shasta and bringing him back into, he's correcting him. And he deflects Aslan's corrections and asks about his uh, companion, Erebus. And Aslan's answer is, child, I'm telling you your story, not hers. I tell no one any story but their own. And uh, that's how Jesus answered, answered Peter. If I will that he remain till I come, what is that to you? You follow me. So the important thing is for Peter is to concentrate on, on Peter, not on what else is going on. And um, so I want to throw just like if you can handle a tangent here real quick. This part about what is it if he remains or what is it if I will that he remains. I just thought a little uh, interesting uh, tidbit for fun is that the Mormons believe that St. John's still on earth somewhere and that he never died. Because Jesus said, what is it if I will that he wait till I come? So he'll be here till Jesus' second coming. Um, I think it's uh, interesting, but not important for us to know because it has nothing to do with anything that we believe. So um, anyway, I just thought I'd throw that in there. I bring um, the part up about Peter uh, and his um, deflection of Jesus' correction. Because Peter's so much like us. And in this case, he's... He's doing something that I think we do that we have to watch, and he's comparing himself to John. And Jesus brings him back to his own relationship with, with himself, his own gifts, his own call, and his own ministry. And I think how many times have we erred and gone astray, and Jesus first off has called us tenderly back into his arms when we, in a time when we can hardly stand ourselves, and Jesus loves us and calls us back. Uh, but the price is still the same, and that's um, picking up our cross and total devotion. 
So um, just want to end with a little note about St. John's Gospel. Towards the end, he wrote the disciple whom, he, during the Gospel, he wrote the disciple whom Jesus loved many times. The disciple of Je that Jesus loved said this. Uh, the disciple that Jesus loved leaned on his breast. And it reveals a sample of John's humility in keeping the focus on Jesus. And next to the last verse, he signs off. This is the disciple who testifies of these things and wrote these things. And we know that his testimony is true. And as we said last night at the beginning of uh, this chapter, that um, he wrote these things that we might believe, or at the end of chapter 20, he wrote these things that we might believe that Jesus is the Messiah. So that's what to remember about John. And we see Peter who was... Uh, comparing himself to John, and John who's trying to remain humble. And I think it's just a, a really good thought if we concentrate on our own story, our own relationship with Jesus, our gifts, our call, and our own ministry. So just a few thoughts on the passages tonight. Let's continue with the prayer for all conditions of men on page 32. O God, the creator and preserver of all mankind, we humbly beseech thee for all sorts and conditions of men that thou wouldest be pleased to make thy ways known unto them, thy saving health unto all nations. More especially we pray for thy holy church universal, that it may be so guided and governed by thy good spirit, that all who profess and call themselves Christians may be led into the way of truth and hold the faith and unity of spirit in the bond of peace and in righteousness of life. Finally, we commend to thy fatherly goodness all those who in any ways afflicted or distressed in mind, body, or estate, especially those for whom our prayers are made at this time. that it may please thee to comfort and relieve them according to their several necessities, giving them patience under their sufferings and a happy issue out of all their afflictions. And this we beg for Jesus Christ's sake. Amen. Almighty and everlasting God, for whom cometh every good and perfect gift, send down upon our bishops and other clergy and upon the congregations committed to their charge the helpful spirit of thy grace, and that they may truly please thee Pour upon them the continual dew of thy blessing. Grant this, O Lord, for the honor of our advocate and mediator, Jesus Christ. Amen. Grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost be with us all evermore. Amen. Really great to pray with you. It's, it's good to be part of a group that's just wonderful. Thank, Thank you, you, Deacon Brown. Thank you so much. Have a good Have evening. A Have a wonderful night, night. everybody. Thank you for the message. My pleasure. Thank you.